Our text is found in the book of Luke, and I do not want to waste time. It's 12.01, and as you know, I've been studying at Andrews University, and so uh, not many of them are of our color or ethnic persuasion, and so they would be leaving church around now. But because we are among the people of our culture, we're still here. So I I don't want to preach too long. I want to get right into the Word. The text is found in Luke chapter 19. When you've had it, I would appreciate you by standing, standing as is uh, our cultural custom to stand as we read the Word of God. Luke and the 19th chapter. I'm an iPad preacher now. I've upgraded, would you say amen? Luke and the 19th chapter. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. And the Bible says these words. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was chief tax collector and he was rich. Somebody say rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable to due to the crowd because he was short in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him because he, that's Jesus, was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when the people heard this, they all began to complain, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions I am giving to the poor. And if I have extorted, that means if I have cheated anyone from anything, I am giving back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, today, what day? Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. I want to preach from the subject today, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us today. Lord, I'm asking that you would preach through me. May the words that are spoken be your words and only your words. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you pass me my water, please, this one? I want you to turn to the person next to you, nudge them like a little, you know, nudge them like your friends. I I know you're still living in pandemic life, but nudge them like your friends. You kind of like them. And I want you to say, brother or sister, whatever, say, I shouldn't be here today. Want you to turn to the other person next to you, kind of, you know, give them a high five, tell them you love them, tell them you like them, you know, smile at them. And I want you to say, I want you to know, I shouldn't be here today. I shouldn't be here today. The story follows a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was probably a Jew by his name. His name was in the Hebrew tongue, and it meant pure. It meant he was innocent. Zacchaeus was probably a Jew. As a matter of fact, he probably grew up in the church. He probably went to Sabbath school, and he probably attended Pathfinder Days. He might have been a Pathfinder himself. 
Zacchaeus grew up in the church, so he knew the scriptures. He had heard the stories in the Sabbath school lesson. He had heard the songs that they would sing in the sanctuary. He was accustomed to religious life. But the Bible says that somewhere in Zacchaeus' life, there was some slippage. In other words, meaning he may have grown up in the church, but he might have left. Now Zacchaeus has decided that he would now live his own life, so he has left the church. He is going on his own path, and at the beginning of his life when he left the church, life was kind of good. Bible says that when he left the church, he went and got a degree. He studied a bachelor's in business with a, with, with a concentration in finance and accounting. After he finished his degree at the University of Judea, the Bible says that Zacchaeus went on and got his MBA. You see, he was an educated man. When he finished his master's in business, then he decided to go on to Rome, and he applied for a job there. He applied for a job as a tax collector. Now, the tax collectors were not the nicest people on the planet. In fact, tax collectors were accustomed to committing legalized crime. You do realize there is such thing as legalized crime. The country you live in is built on legalized crime. Are you with me today? Zacchaeus was accustomed to committing legalized crime. As a tax collector, it was his job to collect the taxes of the people. And sometimes he realized while he was working, he said, look, the Romans only want so much. So I can give them what the Romans need, but how about I charge the people a little more? So every now and then he would see an older woman walk up knowing that this woman was struggling. She was a widow. She was probably poor. She probably didn't have any children. And he would charge her more than what she was required to pay. She only needed to pay two coins, but Zacchaeus said, give me five. And when it was time, when the day was done and he would go to the Roman government, he would give the two to the Roman government, but he would pocket the three. That's why the Bible says Zacchaeus was rich. He gained a nice living off of his salary, but also off of a little extra. Zacchaeus left the church. Zacchaeus was living a lifestyle that was contrary to the Word of God. He was stealing from innocent people. But his name was Zacchaeus, which means innocent. Zacchaeus was committing crime, but his name meant innocent. He was living a double life. Are y'all with me today? Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably judging Zacchaeus right now. You're probably thinking, Zacchaeus, oh, he should have never left the church. And you have probably already made the estimation. You have probably already made a judgment as to the reason why Zacchaeus left the church. You're probably thinking he left the church because he wasn't grounded spiritually. Probably thinking he left the church because he had lost his faith. You're probably thinking he had left the church because he did not have a spiritual backbone. But the text suggests that Zacchaeus, although he was out of the church, was still looking for Jesus. It does not make sense. Why would somebody leave the church, but they're still looking for Jesus? I would like to suggest to you today that maybe Zacchaeus left the church because he could not find Jesus in the church. In the very place where Jesus should have been, Zacchaeus could not find him, and instead he found judgment. Instead, he found hypocrisy. Instead, he found condemnation when he should have been seeing the love of Jesus. So Zacchaeus is now outside of the church. He is living a successful life. The text says that one day he had a promotion. 
and went from just being tax collector to chief tax collector. He wasn't just one of the, the boys that was working, he was the boss now. He ran the company. They had to answer to him. Now, I must pause and talk to the Pathfinders just for a minute and just tell you that in life you're going to find success, but don't forget where you came from. You've got to remember that where you came from is there was an old woman somewhere who did not have much. She probably used food stamps to buy you food, and somehow she put you through school, and she sacrificed much for you. So never forget where you came from. Zacchaeus is rich, Zacchaeus is successful, but Zacchaeus is missing something. You see, you can have money, you can have houses, you can have as many girlfriends or boyfriends as you want, but if you don't have Jesus, it doesn't mean anything. See, money won't buy you happiness. Friends won't even buy you happiness. But what you need is Jesus, because the Bible says, Jesus said, I came, not only that you might have life, but that you might have it more abundantly. In other words, he's not just saying, I came that you can live. No, he's saying, I came so that your quality of life can be better than just living. I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So Zacchaeus, though he has money, though he has fame, though he has success, he is missing something, and it has put him in a strange situation. So now he is looking for Jesus. Bible says that one day he was in Jericho, probably finished a long day of work. I don't know, maybe he cheated some people that day. I don't know. Maybe he decided that he didn't want to do that anymore. I don't know what happened that day. But I know that as Zacchaeus was leaving the tax collector's office carrying his bag of money, the Bible says that Zacchaeus heard some commotion. And as he heard the commotion, he saw people running over to the downtown center. And he was looking, trying to figure out what is going on. He's trying to see. But remember, Zacchaeus is short. Uh, you know the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. So he's trying to peek around. He's trying to find, who is this? What is going on? Why are the people running? And he heard some women whispering in the corner. They said, Jesus is here. Well, I'm sorry. You might have to forgive me. I might get a little too Pentecostal in here and get a little excited, but I get happy when I read that Jesus is in the text. Because when Jesus is in the text, something different is going to happen. When Jesus enters the room, some change is going to take place when Jesus steps in the room. I just want Jesus to come in the house today. Would you say amen? Jesus is now around and the crowd is running and they're trying to get to Jesus. And the Bible says that Zacchaeus wants to get there too. But if you read it in some translations, the text says that Zacchaeus found difficulty getting to Jesus because the crowd was in the way. See, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And so the Bible says that Zacchaeus is trying to peek around. He's trying to jump up. He's trying to get his way so that he can just see Jesus. But the crowd is in the way. Now, I'm reading the text, and, and I discovered that the crowd was full of church people. I said the crowd is full of church people because the text says that later on they looked at Zacchaeus and called him a sinner. And the only people that I know that have the daring audacity to judge somebody else is church people. So the church people 
are in the way. Now, I just got to pause because I came to give hope to the sinner, but I came to get the saint straight. Listen here. We must understand that it's not our job to judge anybody. Let me just remind all the sanctified saints in here what the Bible really says about us. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I have made the resolve in my life that though I may not have smoked anything, though I may not have drank, though I don't eat pork, and though my face is not as free from jewelry, I have recognized that there is no difference between me and the crackhead down the street because I need Jesus just as much as he does. Would you say amen? The text says the church people were in the way. Zacchaeus was trying to get to Jesus, but the saints were keeping him from Jesus. Zacchaeus is trying to make his way to the Savior, but the saints are hindering him. Are you helping people come to Christ? See, what they should have done is they should have looked behind them and said, are you trying to get there? Let me grab you and help you. Maybe they should have lifted Zacchaeus up and put him on their shoulders so that he could see Jesus. They should have said, let's go to the Savior together. But instead, they were so consumed with trying to make themselves look holy. <laughs> they were so consumed with trying to get themselves to Jesus that they forgot about their neighbor. I asked the question again, are you helping people come to Jesus? Well, I'm done with the church now. Let me talk to Zacchaeus. The church people are in the way, but Zacchaeus has made up in his mind that he's determined to see Jesus. Now, I want you to pause and, and reflect on the biography of Zacchaeus again. We just went over it. The Bible says Zacchaeus left the church. The Bible says Zacchaeus is living a lifestyle that is contrary to the will of God. The Bible says that the church people are hindering Zacchaeus from coming to Jesus, but Zacchaeus is trying to get to the Savior. So he looks over to his right, and, and I can imagine he, was probably, he probably had a good idea. He said, you know what? I can climb that tree. And if I climb that tree, maybe I'll just get a glimpse of the Savior. I know Zacchaeus probably looked like a fool, but let me tell you something. I'm all right with looking like a fool if it means I'm going to find Jesus. You can call me as crazy as you want to. You can say he's a nutcase looking like, but you know, I'm a good looking nutcase. You understand what I'm saying? But I will tell you one thing that I'm going to make sure that I get to the Savior. It doesn't matter how stupid I look. As long as I get Jesus, I'll be all right. Zacchaeus is probably looking like a nut. He's hanging on to the tree. He's trying to see Jesus. And the Bible says that as Zacchaeus is looking at Jesus, he kind of lost him in the way. He said, wait a minute, I just climbed a tree and Jesus is not there. Where is he? And then he hears a voice. The voice says, Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus looked down. He said, you talking to me? Jesus said, no, I'm talking to the tree. He, he, said, he said, Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus said, yes. He says, I need you to come down because I'm going to your house. Get the biography again. Zacchaeus left the church. Zacchaeus is living a life contrary to the will of God. Zacchaeus has church people keeping him from Jesus, but Jesus goes to Zacchaeus. 
If you think about the biography of Zacchaeus, there is no reason why Zacchaeus should have met Jesus. But because Jesus is so crazy about Zacchaeus, because Jesus is so desperate to save Zacchaeus, the Bible says Jesus steps out of his path and goes to get Zacchaeus. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is that the reason you're here today is because a man named Jesus went out of his way to reach you. Now, notice that the text says that the people called him a sinner, but Jesus called him Zacchaeus. The people called him out of his name, but Jesus called him by his name, and his name meant purity. Not only did the people call him out of his name, but the people called him out of the reality of his situation. Zacchaeus was a sinner. They ain't lied. They just forgot that when you point your finger at somebody, it's three or four of them pointing right back at you. They, they just forgot that. They didn't lie, though. They called him based on the situation. They called him based on, uh, the, based on his present lifestyle. But Jesus called him based on his potential because Zacchaeus meant purity. Zacchaeus meant innocent. I'm so glad that when Jesus looks at me, he doesn't see my messed upness, but the Bible says that he looks beyond my faults. I'm so glad that when Jesus looks at me, he looks at my potential. I may be messed up now, but Jesus sees a child that's going to walk down streets of gold one day. Jesus sees somebody that's going to wear a golden crown one day. I'm glad Jesus looks beyond my faults. Jesus saw his potential. And so he says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, I want you to come down because I'm going to your house. Uh, let's pause for a minute and understand what Jesus is doing. This, if you read the book of Luke, is Jesus' road to Jerusalem. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, if you study the entire gospel of Luke, you will discover that Jesus is on his way to death. This is a week before the crucifixion of Jesus. And, and he's coming from Galilee, and, and the path from Galilee that many people take is they would pass through Jericho. But the scholars suggest, you know, I went to school. So the scholars suggest that when, 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 G, when travelers would pass through Jericho, Jericho is actually below sea level which means that in order to get through Jericho, you needed to climb, make a hike down, and then after you made that hike down, you needed to climb back up. So one would assume that the hike down took a lot of energy. So it would be nice if when you hike down, you would take a little rest, find a place to stay. Maybe you could stop at a hotel or a motel or something. Maybe a hotel, not a motel. And, 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 and then you would wake up the next morning and go to Jerusalem. But the text says that Jesus, when he got to Jericho, was just passing through. In other words, Jesus had no intention of staying in Jericho. Of all the church people in Jericho, not a one would have invited Jesus into their house. Well, let me say it again. I think you lost it. Of all the church people, not a one would have let Jesus into their house. So Jesus was just going to pass through. But when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, 
who left the church, when Jesus saw Zacchaeus who was living a double lifestyle, when he saw Zacchaeus who was trying to get back to Jesus, Jesus said, I'm going to your house. I can't be with my people, but I'm going to go to your house because there's something wrong with my people. My people would rather keep the Sabbath, but keep me out of it. My people would rather be healthy, but not talk about the God who heals them. My people would rather keep the feast, but not talk about the center of the feast. They have forgotten Jesus, so I can't stay at their house, but I'm going to your house. I want to ask the question today, is Jesus in your house? The Bible says that Jesus told Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down, for I'm going to go to your house. And I can imagine Zacchaeus was hanging on that tree, and he says, oh, wait just a minute, Jesus. And he probably dropped down and bust his head. I don't know. See, I think about it like it's a movie. You know, he dropped down, and, and they made their way down to Zacchaeus' house. Now, you know, Zacchaeus was rich. I believe that Zacchaeus had a nice house. You know, I've been traveling around this country, and so I've had the privilege of seeing some nice houses. Never been in them, but I've seen the outside. And Lord, I just think, I say, Lord, if, if I could just get some money, but then I remember I'm going to be a preacher. Somebody say amen. I say, Lord, if I can just get some money and I could live in one of these nice houses, I reckon that Jesus, when he went into Zacchaeus' house, there was a nice meal prepared. See, Zacchaeus was rich. And so Zacchaeus probably ate out frequently, or maybe he bought expensive food. He probably frequently had a nice tenderloin steak. I mean, Swiss steak, because he was a vegetarian. No, no, don't act like all of you are vegetarian in here today. He probably had good choice meat. Are you with me today? There were probably some fine vegetables that had been hand-roasted at the table. But see, Jesus is not concerned with food. He's concerned with the person. See, Jesus cares more about you than anything else. So amidst all the things that are happening around you, you must remember that there is a God that cares for you. And I was thinking about it this morning as I was talking to Jesus and I was spending time with him in my devotion and I realized that Jesus has a relationship with me as if nobody else existed in this world. When he's, when he's cued in on me, he's focused on me. I have a friend that every time I try to talk to him, they, they, they sit on their phone and they don't pay attention to anything that I'm saying. I could be complaining, pouring my heart out, but they're on their phone. And I say, did you hear what I said? And so I kind of insult them. I say, you know, you're stupid. And they still don't hear me because they're on their phone. But Jesus is unlike that friend. Would you say amen? He focuses on his person. And so he's spending time with Zacchaeus. Spending time with Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus says something that is strange in the text. Zacchaeus said, Lord, all of my possessions... I'll take half of it and give it to the poor. He said, matter of fact, not only that, I'll do you one better. Everything that I have stolen from anybody, I will return it to them times four. The brother was rich, no? You couldn't do that, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't either. Matter of fact, I wouldn't. I'm going to tell you the truth. If I stole $1,000, I'm going to give you just that, $1,000. 
you'll look at me and you'll probably say, but didn't you say that you was going to give me four? No, 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 no. I ain't the bank. You go call the bank for a loan. I stole a thousand. That's what you're going to get. Not one penny above it. Zacchaeus is a good man now. Although he was living a sinful lifestyle, his heart was experiencing change. Zacchaeus says, I am willing now to change. And I'm willing to correct the wrongs that I have done. But, but I'm confused in the text because I want to know what has prompted the change. Why has Zacchaeus made the decision to change right now? Usually when someone changes, it is because Jesus has done something for them. But Zacchaeus experienced no miracle. There was no healing that took place because Zacchaeus is not sick. The only thing we know about Zacchaeus is that he was rich. (laughs) There was no miracle that took place of uh, casting out a demon because Zacchaeus is not demon-possessed. The only thing we know about Zacchaeus is that he was rich. And for some reason, Zacchaeus is willing to make a change in his life despite the fact that Jesus has not done anything for him. But the reason he was willing to make the change is because Zacchaeus was spending time with Jesus. It's almost as if when you spend time with Jesus, change starts to take place. It's almost as if the more you talk to Jesus, things start happening. It's almost as if as you sit at the feet of Jesus, a new life starts to spur in. Are you spending enough time with Jesus? See, the reason we struggle with the same stuff we've been struggling with for a long time, whether it's two, three years, or 50 years, is because we don't spend enough time with the Master. If we would talk to him a little more, the Lord will shake some stuff off of us. You will discover that the more you talk to Jesus, the less you will cuss people out. Would you say amen? Amen. You will discover that the more time you spend with Jesus, the alcohol bottle will disappear. You wonder where it went, but it's gone now. You don't even have the taste for it anymore. Are you with me today? Jesus will change your life. Zacchaeus is willing to make the change. Now notice this. Zacchaeus is willing to make the change. In other words, when you spend time with Jesus, the thing that he needs to activate the change is a willing heart. So not only do we lack spending time with him, but some of us just aren't willing to make the changes necessary to be with him. But Zacchaeus says, Lord, that money doesn't mean anything to me because I've got some riches in glory. He says, the money that I have now is nothing to me because you are greater than all the pearls and all the jewels and and all the money in the world. Jesus, you're better. But let's take a minute and look at the context. I told you that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way where? Jerusalem. And I told you that Zacchaeus, he was rich. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and Zacchaeus is rich. Now, the book of Luke, who is the author? Luke, is recording Jesus' steps to the crucifixion. This story, you will find, is not in Matthew, Mark, nor John, but it is in the book of Luke. Because Luke is, Luke is an arrogant gospel writer. Forgive me if I said that. You might think it's sacrilege, but you must understand all the gospel writers were sinners like you and me. God used erring human beings to preach and to spread the Word of God. 
Luke is an arrogant gospel writer. I know this because at the beginning of the book, he says, I want you to know, brother in Christ, that I have written the most faithful account. I have done all the research, and I have given you a detailed understanding of what happened. He's basically saying my gospel is better than theirs. So, so he has written a detailed account recording the steps of Jesus on the way to Jerusalem. And in chapter 18, we meet another rich man. I don't know his name, but I know he was a rich young man. And the Bible says this rich young man came to Jesus, and when he looked at Jesus, he, he said, Lord, can you tell me what can I do to be saved? He said, Lord, can you tell me what can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, do you keep the law? He says, have you been faithful in all the things that you are required to be faithful in? And, and the man said, yes, I'm faithful. So Jesus said, well, what you need to do is sell all that you have. Give it to the poor because the thing keeping you from me and the thing keeping you from salvation is your money. You love money more than me. The man went away sad. The Bible said he was unwilling to give it up for Jesus. Now, I have a problem with the text because in chapter 18, the disciples got upset and they said, Jesus, if he can't be saved, then who will be saved? See, Jesus had told them it's hard for a rich man to be saved. Matter of fact, he added, it's impossible for a rich man to be saved. That was in chapter 18. But in chapter 19, Zacchaeus, who was rich, is getting saved. In chapter 18, it's hard for a rich man. But in chapter 19, Zacchaeus, are y'all with me today? You're mighty quiet. <laughs> In chapter 19, Zacchaeus, who was rich, was getting saved. Yesterday, he couldn't be saved, but today, he is saved. Well, now, it's something that happened in between chapter 18 and chapter 19. Because after the disciples said that no one could be saved, and Jesus said it was difficult for a rich man to be saved, he then added, but with men, it may be impossible. But when things come to God, all things are made possible. See, what the Bible is trying to tell you is that God is able to do something that doesn't make any sense. He is able to do things that may seem hard. So it may have been hard for Zacchaeus to be saved, but nothing is too hard for Jesus. Would you say amen? You may think your problem is too big. You may think your sin is too great, but God has the power to break the chains of the enemy. God has the power to save you to the uttermost. It may be hard, but Jesus can do it. Zacchaeus was rich. Zacchaeus left the church. Zacchaeus was living a lifestyle contrary to the Word of God. Zacchaeus had people who were keeping him out and away from Jesus. But Zacchaeus got saved. As a matter of fact, as I was going to sleep, the Lord allowed me to just take a minute and stop by the future for a moment. And as I was walking through the streets of gold in my night visions, I'm not a prophet, but I was having a good dream, you know. I was thinking about today's word. And as I was having a good dream, I was walking down the streets of Jerusalem, 
not this Jerusalem, but the new Jerusalem. And I saw the beautiful mansions down there, and I said, Lord, they look nicer than the houses that I've seen in the various places I've been to. Lord said, that's real good. He's, and, and, and I stopped by, and I saw some of the old saints that have gone on before. I stopped by, and I imagined Moses as he was walking down the streets of God. I said, hey, Moses. He said, what's up, man? It's good to see you. I said, nice. All right. Cool. And I saw, I saw, I saw John. And I was like, John, it's good to see you. This place is just as nice as you said it was. In fact, I think it's a little bit nicer. And as I was walking down the streets of gold, I saw a wee little man. And I looked at Jesus and I said, Lord, who is this? The Lord said, you know who this is. You're getting ready to preach about him tomorrow. I said, don't tell me that's who I think it is. He said, no, that is who you think it is. His name is Zacchaeus. He was rich. He was out of the church. He was being kept from the church. But right now, don't you see him? He's walking down the streets of Jerusalem. He used to climb sycamore trees, but now he's living in a mansion. Would you say amen? He used to be away from God, but now he is in the house of God. And I talked to Zacchaeus, and I said, Zacchaeus, what are you doing here? He said, I shouldn't be here, but God brought me. I should be in some hole somewhere, but God brought me. I should be dead, but God saved me somehow. Amen. I realized something in that little dream that I had. Zacchaeus' testimony is mine. When I get into the streets of glory, I will sit back and, as the old Negro spiritual says, my soul will look back and wonder how I got over. I will sit there and I will reflect. And the Bible says that God will wipe tears from my eye because I cannot help but cry, Lord, why would you save someone like me? But he did it because the Son of Man, <laughs> that's what the text says, the Son of Man, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. There's some Zacchaeuses in here. Everybody is a Zacchaeus in here. I know you may think you're one of the crowd people and you're pointing at Zacchaeus, but no, no, you are the Zacchaeus in here. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Y'all know that song? They used to sing it in Sabbath school. I was thinking about that song, and this is my last point. I'm on go. Somebody say amen. amen. They tell me there's food downstairs, and the stomach that growls within me is an indicator that it's time to quit. I believe that's how the Lord speaks to me. You know, I think sometimes he makes my stomach growl while I'm preaching, and he says, Chase, it's time to quit. That's the Holy Ghost, you know. You know the Bible. It's just like a fire shut up in my bones, you know. <laughs> Zacchaeus was trying to get to Jesus, but Jesus was trying to get to Zacchaeus. See, 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 it doesn't really matter where Zacchaeus was in his life. The main thing is that Jesus was trying to get to Zacchaeus. And here's what I want to tell every person in this room. No matter where you are, you may be in the church. You may be living a double life. You may be living a sinful life. You may have, be having people. You may have experienced church hurt. And so you are kept out of the church because you're experiencing some pain. I want you to know that Jesus Amen. is trying to get to you. Amen. Jesus is trying to reach you. You know, I was thinking about Zacchaeus. And I realized that Zacchaeus also 
had another problem. It was self-esteem. When you read the text, the text says that Zacchaeus could not get to Jesus because he was short. And the crowd was in the way. Now, if I was Zacchaeus, I would have knocked every one of them down and I would have made my way to the Savior. But Zacchaeus was probably so self-conscious. He was probably thinking about the pain of his past. He was probably thinking about the sins of his life. He was probably so overwhelmed with his own problem that he just didn't want to make his way there. But the Bible says that Jesus opened up the opportunity for Zacchaeus to be saved. Although he was experiencing an internal problem, he still allowed Jesus to open up the opportunity for him to be saved. As a good preacher would, I'm going to open up the opportunity for salvation today. Somebody in this room wants to say yes to Jesus and give him their heart. If that's you, I'm making the opportunity for you to come down to the front. You want to say yes to Jesus and give him your heart. I'm making this opportunity for you to come down to the front. Take my hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray over you. You may have left, but you want to say yes to Jesus. You may be living a sinful life. You may be burdened with the present of your situation, but today you want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're experiencing some church hurt, some pain. Jesus is calling your name. You want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're online and you say you want to say yes to Jesus and you want to experience the salvation of Jesus Christ. This is your moment. On the church website, ipsysda.net, you can go and you can find an email or you can find a number and you can call this church and say yes to Jesus and surrender your life to him. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father in heaven, you called us. And when we were deep in sin, you came to get us. You did not leave us outside, but you left the building to come to get us. Lord, we thank you because we recognize that we are the Zacchaeuses in the room. We have been called for a specific purpose, to live an innocent life, but we know we have fallen short. We know we all have sinned. But Lord, I thank you so much that you didn't leave us in our sin. But the Bible says that while we were yet in sin, you died for us, and you've been calling our name ever since. So Lord, we thank you for your salvation and your saving grace. I ask today that you would help us to surrender to you and continually and daily live a life of willing obedience and that we would spend time with you to experience that change. I thank you so much. Lord, you've been so good. Bless us now as we depart. In the precious name of Jesus, amen.